that top down shit. Cruising on the motherfucking highway doing your goddamn thing. Ain't worried about a motherfucking soul. Just do you, baby. Retro player, player, and 64. Cruising USA Exotica, I need some votes. Hit the floors, cause I need that flower in this hoe. Nintendo power with the power, you gon' run the show. Flow heavy on beats like a tampon. Shorty wasn't sucking dick while your man gone. Hit it once, now your ex wanna stand up. Hitting buck, hit the chug, Norris, now you're dead wrong. Retro player, player, and 64. You ain't cuffing, get these hundreds, I'ma tell a hoe. Welcome everybody to Jeff versus the World presents a bully and a hipster sports talk podcast episode number 11 and like always I'm here with my man Shahid how's it going uh, nothing much enjoying my vacation and not really enjoying football right now ah that's 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 understandable um but before... it has nothing to do with my and it has nothing to do with like results of my team plan oh what with <laughs> You know the funny thing about that is I still think y'all gonna end up winning y'all division. That's but that's yeah, we'll I'm get not, there. Yeah, I actually want to go first because normally how we do it is like we talk about your team and we talk about my team and you talk about general stuff. But I actually want to start off a little different. Okay. So one of the reasons why I'm kind of like annoyed of football right now is all the nonsense and noise involving Colin Kaepernick. Oh. Yeah, that's okay. what has me, that's what had me bothered more than anything. Well, you know, that's what I I actually wanted to start there as well. So let's just go ahead and jump into it. Um, well, what do you want to say about it? Because I know we like text, <laughs> talked about it a little. It's just sad that we collectively, we as a society, have just decided our entertainment's enjoyment is more important than our humanity. Because we all know why Colin Kaepernick doesn't have a job. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows. It has nothing to do with talent. It has nothing to do with age or skill. It has to do with he got blacklisted because he spoke out against police brutality. And the owners are bigots. And they believe their fan bases are bigots and they can't handle that. And everybody decided to be cool with it. Everybody, you know, media made excuses. Celebrities made excuses. Fans made excuses. We all just went along with it. Oh, well, you know. He hates America. He hates the troops. He's not really that good. And I was telling somebody, I just put on Twitter, if I was part of a fan base and my team needed a quarterback and Colin Kaepernick was right there and we didn't sign him because my owner thought that the fan base was too racist to handle the aftermath for hiring this man, I would feel very offended. I'd be extremely insulted like as a fan. If my owner fought so lowly of me, it's like, well, I would sign him, but you know, he, y'all bigots. Or oh, I'm a bigot too. That's not how we roll. And the fact that so many fan bases are like, eh, speaks, it speaks numbers. It's, it's insane. Like, how did we get to this point? Well, I think the uh, first thing you got to say is when it all went down, you know, Trump <laughs> threw gasoline on it because once he started opening his mouth, you know, you got a lot of football fans that are, you know, follow him and say, you know, they love Trump. So once he said, oh, you know, well, <laughs> he needs to be out and it just kind of snowball from there. I think, man, man, what, man, whatever. That, they they using that as an excuse. No, like that's nice. But it has something to do with it, too. 
uh, it might have something to do with the owners, but um, my whole thing is you be friends with him, he's going to throw you under the bus anyway. Because they tried that, and he still threw him under, under the bus. So I'm like, initially, you could have been like, oh, well, we don't want to piss off the president, but you did what he asked you to do, and he pissed all over you anyway. Like, you don't got probably, like, a lot of these owners are richer than he is. Like, why is Jerry Jones, why would Jerry Jones give a rat's ass what Donald Trump thinks? Like, seriously. Or Robert Kraft. Like they're they're real billionaires. They ain't fake billionaires or scammer billionaires. Like why would why would they give a damn what Donald Trump thinks? I mean that's true, but I'm speaking more of you know the the football fan base, the fan base that you know swings Trump's way, and it's like oh, okay. that's and that's my biggest issue. You hear football fan base, they never talk about us. It's the white dude with glasses on indoors with a pickup truck with a flag or dog ABI. That's what people think of when they think of the NFL fan base. Why? I don't have the answer right now. I know what you're saying. Yeah, like, I, I, I get exactly what you're saying because, I mean, look at the players that's playing in football now. <laughs> they, but it's like it's seventy football, seventy percent black. black. Yeah, yeah. So, like you playing a lot of these cities. Like Philadelphia is pre is majority black. A lot of these cities have a large black population. Cowboys have a huge population of black fans. You never care about black football fans. It's it's always like, oh, we got to cater to the white guys because, you know, they're the only people who pay money and it's whatever. So we can piss off everybody else. And it, I can see, you know, the fans doing that because fans are meatheads. But when you have this Travis that goes on Saturday where they basically try to scam Colin, I like, you know, if you sign this waiver, you know, you can't sue us again no matter what we do. It's like, no, stop, stop, you know. Stop trying to do the flip flam nonsense. And you know, you know I, I oh heard- no, and if you can't alert, you know, you can't bring in the media, you can't bring your own cameras. Like he, why would they? This whole thing is like this. No one trusts the NFL, and all of a sudden he's supposed to trust them. Yeah. Like Did I Tom want Brady to trust. Him? <laughs> no, because he clearly didn't hand over his phone. But you don't see people, you know, up in arms about that. And it goes back to, uh, well, you know, Tom Brady is white and it's okay. And that's okay. Because if, if that was a Do black the, quarterback, it would be way different. But, no, here's my thing. Do the Cowboys trust the NFL? Look at all stuff that happened to Ezekiel Elliott. No, hell no. Where it's like, where it's like they basically suspended him off an of innuendo and stuff like that. And as much as I make fun of the Cowboys, they kind of have a point. You think they trust the? You think they trust the? Like, there's plenty of teams that don't trust the league. You see pass interference every damn week. People getting strangled, not getting called. This is who we supposed to trust? Cause you said, cause you said so. And then I don't know who pissed me off more between Stephen A. Smith and Jay Z or Tony Dungy. Cause I'm watching this and I'm hearing all this. He really didn't want to play. It's a publicity stunt. I'm not sure if he's really hungry and everything. Like this man been working out for three years. He's been working out for, for what? Three. You think he just exactly? He just been working out to have a six pack while he feeding the homeless. <laughs> and that's what I when I sent it to you, I was like, I wonder if he saw this. And I was like, let me send it to him. But he was like, then you say what you had to say. And I was just like, yeah, because I'm just I'm looking at Stephen A. Smith say all this stuff. And I okay, I get it, man. You got your big fat contract. You on TV, but I just feel. So as somebody as high profile as him, especially being black, he got to be more uh, careful of the words and stuff that he he uses and says on that platform. Because I think, 
he 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 just did it an injustice with some of the stuff that he was saying because he knows he knows what the like that's like saying and he's saying oh he should just went out there and show it out so i'm supposed to just sign some paper that clearly nobody else has ever signed before it's not a standard and, waiver and but, every lawyer is like is no way in hell will let my client sign this and people tend to feel like colin kaepernick ain't getting cameron Poe's lawyer <laughs> like come on now like this man ain't no this man is not a fool like he wants to play, but he's not gonna be no damn puppet. Otherwise, we wouldn't be having this argument. And he's like, "Oh well, if he really wanted to play, he'd go ahead and do this." And the fact that Max Kellerman had to sit him in his spot and explain to him, like, I didn't watch the first take thing. I've read bits and pieces, and it just says a lot. No, Stephen A. Smith and Jay Z, and a lot of people reach a certain part where we're comfortable and black. I'm I'm a man first. I'm black second. That's how they. That's how they operate. Because Jay Z said the same thing. Oh, sources say Jay Z pushed the league to give him a tryout because he felt a certain way about getting slandered. Like Jay Z got Jay Z got that much power, and then Jay Z coming out. I'm disappointed what happened because his publicity stunt. I'm a, like we've lived long enough that Jay Z turned into the owner version of Michael Jordan. Not sad that is. You hate to see it, but. <laughs> it is what it is at this point because I'm it's I just wanna I just really wanna know or either I I'm missing something of how people and I'm speaking of your Stephen A. Smith and whoever else on Fox and all them sports shows really are sitting here and just going against the narr- the narrative that they see and they just saying, Oh, you know, no, the NFL. NFL this, NFL you know- that. You already know why. Come on. Because, no, here's the thing. And we both know because we're both black. It's a dirty secret that black people are, especially older ones, are conservative as hell. And especially the oldest one, older ones with money. I ain't rocking the boat. I just want things a certain way. Yes, boss. No boss. I'm cool. Not like, you know, self subservience. Just kind of like, I like things the way they are. I don't want to mess with the establishment. Let's take things slow. And we got to, and then come to the NFL, we got to protect the shield. So I'm, you know, Tony Dungy. I'm not really that surprised to come out, Tony that nonsense. Well, he looked good. I'm not sure if he wants to play. And he got to prove it. Prove what? Like, what is, what is there to prove? And the fact that, uh, like, seven of the teams went to actually go and see the second workout when they moved it. And it was funny, like, some of the teams that were there, one of them were the Eagles. Like, somebody wants to – it's teams that probably want to sign them, but they probably don't want to deal with the nonsense. I'm just laughing at the fact where somebody made a good point. Like, it would be hilarious Tom Brady retires and the Patriots sign them. Because what you going to say then? Boy, that's gonna be a like, co- that's gonna that's gonna be a what co- would NFL yeah what would NFL fans say then because the Patriots like you know they play football the right way and Bill Belichick's a man you gonna criticize the Patriots you gonna call them and you gonna say they're not Patriots anymore <laughs> that's gonna be a conflicted fan base <laughs> that's they, one they, thing they, I they do though the first time he throws a touchdown they get over it oh of course because you know it's so, it, it's it's alarming that. We, well, not we, but people have vilified Colin Kaepernick over, you know, a knee. And you you cheer the people that still beating women upside the head after a year and they come back in the league. Oh, wow, six games. Riley Cooper called people niggers at a Kenny Chesney concert. 
the fact that I'm like, how many people at a Kenny Chesney concert that he would call them that anyway is a story for another day. He did that. And Eagle fans still cheered him when he scored a touchdown. And I'm sure some of the black fans probably cheered him still. Be like, oh, well, you know, he said he's sorry and he didn't mean it. And Philly's not like Green Bay. And Philly's not like, you know, this city that's predominantly white. No, Philly is a black as hell city. And there's plenty of black Eagle fans. They're like, oh, well, you know, yeah, he shouldn't have said it. But he can, you know, he can catch some deep passes. So we'll let it slide. How many times you tweet me? How many times you text me when you get mad about 49ers fans who cheer Bosa? Oh, and whenever I see it. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and this whole thing is like, you know, we just let like our entertainment is more important than like it's like oh it's entertainment don't mean I'm like yes it do that's why they do what they do because they know that it's like Kyle Cameron been better off beating his girlfriend unfortunately Tyreek Hill <laughs> allegedly put his son in a damn armbar <laughs> he just signed a new deal this year because it because we didn't see the video yeah. we saw the video with Kareem Hunt his back playing that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying because uh, we hurt the 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 sensitive uh, and racist uh, white <laughs> white fans, owners, and whoever else. Now it's like, oh no, Colin Kaepernick can never play football. But if you do drugs or beat somebody upside the head, it's fine. You can come back. How does that work? You know how it works. They care more about. Because racism is this whole black rail where it's like no one wants to deal with it, touch it. Because it involves a lot of people saying they're sorry and they don't want to say they're sorry. Because everybody knows what the nonsense is. And this and it's somebody that posts on Twitter and she's a smart fan. She's a Giants fan. She's like, yes, we all know Kaepernick got blackballed because of racism. But let's not act like teams are missing out like this this great player. is not like he's that good. And I respond like, I've seen three dudes named Allen play this weekend. And two of them are trash. I saw Jared Goff play. Like, come on now. Like, it's I've seen too many bad quarterbacks play this weekend to act like Colin Kaepernick's not good enough. To, not this whole war. He can be a back. He's good enough to start. Come on now. Ryan Fitzpatrick starting. Matt Moore was coaching dodgeball last year, and he got a job to back up Patrick Mahomes this year. He's older than Colin Kaepernick. Is Josh McCown was retired. He's the backup of the Eagles. You trying to tell me Colin Kaepernick's not good enough to get a job? You see some of the games Sunday. You tell me. Oh, I know. He absolutely is good enough to be started in the league. <laughs> and and the funny thing is, even after he did that, what did they say? Oh, he has an elite arm. He has an elite arm. So I'm like, yo, we doing this dog and pony show. For what? For what? Because we already know what he can do. Did Matt Moore have to do that? No, it has. They just keep moving the goalposts because it's easier to say that he's not good enough for he's too old than it is to say we're racist. Just be honest. I don't want him because I'm racist. Or I don't want him because my fan base is racist. Bob McNair would have said it. Unfortunately, he's dead. Jerry Richardson would have said it. Unfortunately, he sold his team. It's like the real owners. It's funny how the, all the real owners that would have told the truth, they all dead or retired. Everybody else want to do, oh, I'm not sure I want to change. I don't know if I can change the offense. Ask Baltimore about that. Because they had an offense last year that was catered around Joe Flacco. And then they changed it to cater around Lamar Jackson. And some people was like, oh, I'm not sure if we want to do that. And those people don't have jobs. And now Lamar Jackson's an MVP candidate. And this is a quarterback where people said maybe he should play receiver. 
Meanwhile, Mr. Trubisky out there stinking up the joint. You know how bad that game was Sunday night between him and Jared Goff? I turned the game off. I did, I went, back to watching, I went back to watching Gargoyles. I'm like, this is boring. Why am I wasting my Sunday night, my vacation, watching this trash? And hey, wait a minute. Didn't they switch games, too? They did. you Because you said, didn't they switch it? They, y'all was supposed no, to that's for next week. Oh, okay. No, that's for next week. They switched it out. But I'm just watching this. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. Wow. And he's a, a number. This is like, what was Mr. Was he second? He was picked second. Yeah, because he got traded yeah. with Sam. So a number one pick and a number two pick just stinking up the joint on Sunday night TV. And you trying to tell me Colin Kaepernick can't can't do with that? Can't because guess what? He could throw to his left and his right. Better than Mitch Trubisky can, apparently, because this is like I can't turn my neck or something. Like I'm a broken <laughs> Jadota. So yeah. Um and I thought about that. I'm like, cause I can dovetail tell to my game. People talking about bad QBs. I saw bad QB play, and I saw bad QB play Monday night. The way they talk about Carson Wentz, you swear he was like dog, dog trash. I don't, yo, I don't get it. I don't get it. It just seemed like man, it's just genuine hate. Like, just say I just don't like him. I don't know why I just don't like him. I am old enough to have seen Randall Cunningham, Michael Vick, Donna McNabb, and Carson Wentz. And all of them have been like MVP candidates, candidates on the Eagles and great players. And all of them have been turned on by the fan base. Every single one. Phillies, this whole thing where they love backups. It's like Nick Foles won the Super Bowl that Carson Wentz basically guided them to. And now he's a hero. And I'm hearing this stuff. I'm, and I can see if it's from local fans because they're morons. And I take the screenshots and I show them to you so we can laugh at them. But when I go in the ring, it's about. Carson Wentz wasn't Nick Foles, and that's why the Eagles lost the Patriots. That man got that's the Ringer is a national publication, and without this, and with, with this man being gone, beside ESPN, they probably the biggest independent sports publication running. And that's the headline you write. He wasn't Nick Foles. He needed to be Nick Foles. I saw Nick Foles on Sunday too. He didn't look too good. Why was that Nick Foles magic then? And. It's funny where I'm watching that game and Tom Brady threw the most incompletion in the first half he's ever thrown. And he had a bad game himself with like the one touchdown they threw wasn't even him. It was a trick play with Julian Edelman. Like it was windy and it was a bad game and nobody really complained about that. And the Eagles played against the number one and number two defense in the league. Both their tackles end up being out. Jordan Howard was out. Both the star receivers were out. And they almost tied the game anyway if Aguilar doesn't drop the pass. And yet somehow that's Carson it, the whole thing. Carson Wentz isn't a leader and he's a bum. Yeah, the switch up with uh, the switch up is just I I don't I don't know. I don't know. It's because he's not Nick Foles. That's why. Yeah, hey, I apparently because, apparently so. And and the whole and it's like he didn't have the magic of Nick Foles. I'm like, I think a lot of people saw the results and didn't watch his play. Cause I remember Cam and Pino was on this show and they was and Pino was telling this mess about, you know, Nick Foles keep winning. You need to keep him and Trey Carson. I'm like, they not winning because of him last year. Like two years ago when they won the Super Bowl, you could have said that. Last year, no. 
you like they fluked out against the Bears. He played a bad game against the Bears, and they only won because he the Bears missed a field goal. He played a bad he played a bad game against the Saints, and they almost won that game, but they didn't have any business winning that. I don't want to hear this whole magic and clutch and all that stuff. It's like that leads to bad. That's why Joe Flacco makes the money he makes because that clutch crap. Like cut cut that out. <laughs> like they, they, I've seen bad QB play. The Eagles do not have a bad quarterback. I don't know any QB where if you take away their tackles, their starting running back and their top two wide receivers is going to like thrive. And I would have thought Eagle fans would have had more sense with that because we saw Donald McNabb waste seven years of his life dealing with, you know, chicken shit. Because he had to play with no, no, you know, a running back or no running back, no receivers, and one tight end. And just hope for the best. And then it's, oh, we get to get to our own. It, it says a lot the first time they get a wide receiver to go to the Super Bowl. Fancy that. No. Yeah. It, it, Carson went. The, the, the Eagles are the, the Eagles. The Eagles fan base are just a different, a different type of breed. Because <laughs> I'm just like, okay, I'm like, if you take Wentz out, and let's just say, okay, let's say if you had your choice, I, I would be interested to see. Other than Nick Foles, who else would y'all say y'all would want back their quarterback? Nick Foles. Uh, no, take Nick the Foles ghost, out. The, 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 no, the ghost of Nick Foles. Nick Foles' his brother. <laughs> Jeff Garcia, like anybody, oh, no, it was like, no, come no, on. not Jeff Garcia. It's like, come on, I'm like, who's Nick Foles gonna throw the ball to? Yeah, he's throwing jump balls. It was when he's throwing jump balls to Alshon Jeffrey. Sometimes he got, sometimes that Jeffrey ain't playing. Who's gonna be magical all of a sudden? And Nick Foles in there, um, Jordan Matthews. This is the third time Jordan Matthews been on his team. Yeah, one catch. No snagalore has become a meme at this point. Oof. Because he's a slot receiver, he's a good number three receiver that's be- becoming a number one receiver. Mac Collins has a he's, he's called like one pass in almost two months. And what's Carson went like? Carson Wentz in the is in the pockets like who am I throw the ball to? Nobody open. So I gotta wait four or five seconds and make some magic happen, and then he gets sacked. And you can see in his face like he be get. I see him sometimes. He be coming off the field pissed, but he don't want to throw his helmet like that because he just be like. What y'all want me to do, man? Yeah, he like, is. and I'm like, I'm like, and they blame it. Oh, well, Doug Peterson ain't good, and uh, Frank Wright was the brains behind our brain. I'm like, ain't nobody doing magic with those wide receivers. Nah, he nobody. Needs. And then, I'm sorry. Then once Lane Johnson was out, because beginning the game, they were driving down the field, field goal touchdown. Lane Johnson gets hurt. They can't run the ball anymore. And now it's like, oh. Well, we go we go throw against the Patriots. They're playing the Patriots with wind, and only lost by seven. And they drove, and they had a chance to tie the game. And then also, and the whole thing is like, oh, Carson, which I don't know if he got it. He might we make a change. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Maybe we get Kirk Cousins. Maybe we get Kirk Cousins. How about that? The dark horse MVP candidate. You you, you know something? That single that single text you sent right there. I was fine. Somehow that shit just triggered me. <laughs> and that's when I got mad. Once you said the real MVP, I was like, <sighs> and I'm sitting here looking at this and it's like 20 to zero. And I'm like, I can't believe what I'm watching right now. Um, The Vikings game was rough. The first half was rough anyway. 
that was a rough first half because you know I played it cool. It was three zero. I was like, okay, you know, seven zero, ten zero. I'm still like, all right, I'm calm. Once we got to seventeen zero, I started to worry. Uh, the Vikings defense is, uh, you know, we predominantly play zone defense, and I said this last week. I'm, you know, if you can find, if you're not gonna get to the quarterback, and you got a decent quarterback back there, they're gonna find the holes. Uh, Denver's quarterback, what's his name? Um, what is it? Brandon? What? Some? Whatever his name is, Brandon. Whatever. Uh, he was eating us up the first half. I mean, he just. <laughs> We couldn't stop it. We could not stop it. I don't know what's going on with Xavier Rhodes. I get it. You know, you have bad games here and there. Uh, he's starting to get burnt a lot. <laughs> he is starting. Yeah, I know you, you've, you've brought him up countless more than once. Yeah, because I, it was, I think I sent that text to you, and it was like, this dude has said something. I think this was like week two or week three, and I was like, oh, he need to relax. And then I just start watching after that, and I'm just like, is he hurt? I don't know if he hurt or he just like, you know what, I'm over it. Because I know sometimes, you know, being a cornerback, especially at the top top of, top of the game he was playing with two years ago, even a year ago, it's a lot. It takes a lot out of him. And I know he stayed hurt a lot, too, so I don't know. But uh, Sometimes, next age and dog years, what can I say, man? Yeah. Uh, but in the second half, we got on the MVP Dark Horse's back, and he carried us to a win. I can't believe I'm saying this shit. <laughs> Kurt Cousins carried us to a win. I thought Dalvin Cook was the MVP. Now I'm Kirk Cousins the MVP. Who's the real MVP, Jeffrey? No, the real MVP is Dalvin Cook, but he got shut down. They shut him down um, Sunday. It was nothing he could do. Uh, and, I mean, eventually, once you go 20-0, Got to pretty much throw the ball. Yeah, Kirk Cousins had three TDs. I mean, Dalvin Cook did get a touchdown. I mean, I think he only averaged like 25, 26 yards with 11 carries. But like I said, once you fall back that far, you're pretty much passing the ball. And we squeaked by because Denver had a chance to win the game. And I thought for sure um, they were going to win. I think it was the tight end kind of like pushed off. And they didn't. They didn't yeah. throw a flag or anything. I was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. yeah." And they also didn't throw a flag at the end where somebody grabbed a face mask on that last pass. But you know, everybody don't got HD TV, so we gonna ignore that. Oh, I got HD TV. What happened? Tell me what happened again. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I think I blinked and missed it. I saw. I saw that picture you said. I still ain't see what you was. I was like, "What is he talking about?" Yeah, you know, sometimes fingers just get tired up. I'm not complaining <laughs> too much about. I mean, penalties because I was watching that Baltimore-Houston game. Oh, from Ooh. the jump. Not only from the jump, I'm like, I'm a Houston fan. I'm like, what's pass interference? Because they got, they got DeAndre Hopkins and a bear hug. And it's like, oh, nah, we I I ain't seen that. About this. I saw it. I was watching it. And I went on Twitter. And everybody on Twitter complained. Everybody. And non, even non-Texan fans, it's kind of like, if that's not pass interference, then what's pass interference? You see what the, you see what the damn Saints and started? You see what the Saints are? All, all this goes back to the Saints because now you have 
you can challenge it, but none of them being overturned. But what the fuck is the challenge for? If I can challenge something that everybody sees as office of pass interference, and then referees and New York come back and say, oh, no, the play stands. The fuck are we doing? What is this for? I got a bad feeling that they're going to start us try to start uh, changing stuff during the playoffs. They, they, you know, they're doing it a certain way right now. And when the playoffs come, all this shit's going to get crazy again. Because I clearly don't know what passing interference is anymore. No one does. Well, um, no, no, I mean, that's the whole thing. And it's kind of like it's it's basically collusion. They basically saying we ain't calling it. So stop asking us. I was watching one game and, there, and I was watching one game. I can't remember what it was. And it was clearly interference, uh, pass interference. And the, the coach didn't even throw the flag. Because the announcers was like, I oh, don't mm-hmm. understand why he didn't throw the flag. But. Uh, you know, basically, you know, they haven't been overturning challenges, so maybe that's what he was thinking. I was like, yep. Just keep it in your pocket. Oh, I know something. I, I didn't ever get your, uh, well, we kind of uh, text about it, but uh, Mason Rudolph didn't get suspended. He didn't get no games. He good? Don't get me started on that. He, no, I'm being yeah, serious. We, he, we is he good? He, he, he's still playing. No suspension. He's still playing. Oh, suspension. wow. I don't even know if he got fined. It's wow. funny how he started the whole fight, but it's like, oh, well, you know, he ain't finished. And it's like, and it became this whole, he he was somehow, oh, well, he's thinking about pressing charges. Word. I think somebody in the locker room is like, Pouncey was like, nah, that's not how we roll in Pittsburgh. Like, you ain't going to be able to come back in the locker room and do that. It says a lot that they found a quarterback that's almost despicable as Ben Roethlisberger. That takes talent. Yeah, it takes something. I don't know if it's talent is the word. I just wonder how Mike Tomlin just like, I'm sure he drank a whole lot of Maalox. Yeah. <laughs> Dealing with that locker room in that city with that fan base. <sighs> it's rough. Yeah. It's rough. Yeah, I, I, I was really curious about that because I never saw if he got like a one game or a two game. I figured he would get something. Yeah. He, he didn't get anything. And the, to be clear, none, none of us are defending Miles Garrett. Oh, not at all. Because Miles Garrett, Miles Garrett basically brained him like on some NFL blitz thing. And people saying, oh, well, he couldn't have really hurt him. Like, then we watched in the summertime when he was doing like 600 pound squats. He doing box jumps with like 80 pound dumbbells in each hand. Wasn't that the same Miles Garrett? I believe so. Yes, it is. Like this man's, this man's built like an Avenger. And a helmet is a damn helmet. Like, yeah. Hey, you, he brained him. Yeah. He's a fucking welcome. <laughs> like, he did fucking Thor's hammer. And I'm like, yeah, you can't do that. Even if Mason Rudolph started it. And Mason Rudolph started it. So it's like, you know, Miles Garrett gets to spend the rest of the season. Cool. I ain't going to complain. You know, more than that, jail time. Nah, let's, let's not go too far. Let's not go ahead and go down that route. But no, of course, Mason, like quarterbacks under a different set of rules, especially white ones. We all know that. And I was just, no, I'm like, people come on, was this a tragedy? Miles Garrett, his parent had failed him. And people just went, I'm like, give it a damn rest. Like, 
that's what unfortunately when you get in a fight sometimes these things happen and keep in mind Mason Rudolph you know instigated that and then it's like oh I, I wasn't ready for all that you knew who you was beefing with like you don't know, pick fights with some people yeah because once you do you're on then the whole thing you're putting yourself at the mercy of them of them and you want to put yourself at the mercy of a man you can't whip in the fair one because you don't know what they might do. They might be insane. It's football. People crazy to begin with. <laughs> and I'm, I'm still a little curious of what exactly was his anger. I know he got tackled, <clears throat> but he wrapped him up and he tackled him. So when he started trying to rip his helmet off, I'm like, whoa, what's going on? Yeah. And I'm trying to figure out what did Mason Rudolph say? to get Miles Garrett so mad. I don't want to make a guess because I've seen some of Mason Rudolph's tweets. But I'm like, because, you know, we've all been like, you've seen football people get mad enough to do something. But I've never seen somebody so mad they try to hit somebody. It's been a long time since some, somebody tried to hit somebody in the head with a helmet and not try actually do. Yeah, he definitely Donkey Konged him. Uh, he, I, I, don't, I don't know what the fuck. What he could have said because... He was ready to hurt hurt uh, Mason Rudolph really bad. Uh, damn, they almost did. But uh, yeah, both people were wrong. I just don't understand how. Well, I do understand, but I don't understand how he got clean. Not a, not one game because he was the you know you clearly was the instigator. But other than that, um, let's see what other games did I get a chance to sneak in and watch? Oh, I did get a chance to watch a little bit of some 49ers this week because I thought they were going to lose. Uh, but they came back and won. Um, I think um, Kyler Murray, man, he, he it's something there with the guy. He get a little more help, they're going to be all right. They're going to be all right. I think mm-hmm. because uh, – he is that boy's talented, 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 talented. Got a learning curve, but I think it's just gonna be just like almost similar to Lamar Jackson. If you, if you put the offense around him, y'all are fly. Any other games that you uh, checked out? No, too many bad QB game. Like too many bad quarterbacks was just. I can't watch. I can't watch bad QB plays. It just bothers me. Like I've what games did I watch? Because I was watching the Baltimore games, like Lamar Jackson's a wizard, and poor Deshaun Watson, he was just getting creamed. Oh. Um, I was watching bits and pieces of your game because you was just losing your damn mind. And I watched Jacksonville, Nick Foles stink up the joint. I watched Atlanta. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, we're gonna save Dan Quinn's job because <laughs> first they they mollywopped New Orleans last week, and then they do the same thing to Carolina this week. I see Jameis Winston does do his old color colorblind gimmick where it's like I can't see the other teams. So I'm just throwing whatever. Ooh. Yo, I keep I just I oh my goodness. I is it is it arm strength? Is it ego? Or can this boy ego. can't can't see? I I, I I think it's a little all three. It's ego. We've seen him in college. And we've seen him, and he played good part of this year. He has the talent. He just doesn't have the – it's kind of like he feel like I can throw the ball anywhere. I don't care what defense they're playing. I'm going to make it work. 
Yeah, this ain't Madden, bro. This is not a Madden. You got to cut it out. Because I've seen him play clean, clean, um, clean games. And then you go and look at this stuff and you see more of these games than you see clean games. And I'm not saying every QB is going to play a perfect game. But what I'm saying is he doesn't make like these boneheaded decisions to I'm going to throw into triple coverage and it's going to get there. No, stop. It's almost like that. Uh, not as bad. Well, no, I ain't going to say Brett Favre, but it is that Brett Favre. I'm going to just sling it. He'll, you know, he'll catch it or he'll get there. I don't know, but then I see him squinting on the sideline. Like, can he see? Is he okay? And everybody's like, oh, no, he wear contacts. But I'm like, why is he still squinting if he wears contacts? No, it's just, it's an ego thing. It's kind of like, it's, you know, we've seen it with big arm quarterbacks before. It's like, I can just make it work. And, you know, Brett, Brett Favre did it all the time. But it's like, he's Brett Favre. And it worked enough times where you accepted the time when it didn't work. Jeff George did it too. Oh boy. Had certain levels say. And Jay Cutler used to do it. Sometimes they like that. Nick Foles does that. Like I want plenty of time. He just throws the ball up and just hopes for the best. He just <laughs> bounce, you know, something just bounce off two people. Also, I'm like, Nick Foles is brave. <laughs> yeah, I I guess if that's what you want to call it. Uh well yeah, I guess that'll clean up what a clean up. I guess that'll finish it for football. Uh, we don't have to talk about last night game because unless you want to talk about Philip Rivers and his four interceptions and screaming and yelling and <laughs> all the things that Philip Rivers does. I was just kind of like, I used to think he was maligned, like he didn't get the credit he deserved. and But then it's kind of like, how good is Philip Rivers? I think he's good. I think he's good. I, is he is he is he a, is he a Hall of Famer? Uh, if, now I'm guessing because I haven't seen his numbers, but I'm sure he is. As long as he's been playing, I, I'm I'm guessing that he is. Because his number his numbers have to stack up with his peers, right? For the exception of Super Bowls. I mean, but it's kind of like he. I mean, he's been to plenty of Pro Bowls, but he hasn't been all Pro that many times. It's kind of like you know. They're better numbers than Eli Manning, but Eli Manning has two rings. He's not as good. He doesn't have his like. Let's look at his contemporaries around that time frame. You know, that's not a whole thing. Like you know, Peyton Manning, uh-huh. Tom Brady, of course, uh-huh. um, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's won an MVP. He's been to a Super Bowl. Drew Brees has won a Super Bowl. Of course, Drew Brees is getting in. But no one would anyone say Matt Ryan's an MVP as a pro as a Hall of Famer? I don't know. Like, yeah, at first thought you'd be like, no. It's like Don McNabb's been, you know, five, he's been the Pro Bowl five, six times. No. MVP runner up. He's been to the Super Bowl. He's not gonna go in the Hall of Fame. He should, but because he doesn't have a ring, he won't. It's kind of like Phillip Rivers has a lot of counting stats. He doesn't have the he doesn't have the pedigree of Ben Roethlisberger. No, that's true. Like once you start looking looking through it, it's kind of like his contemporaries. He looks like what's the way? He's a more durable Tony Romo. Tony Romo, no one would think he'd be a Hall of Famer. You know, Tony Romo 
really had a low-key, very good career, and injuries kind of screwed him. So, yeah, like, it's you would think, oh, Phillip Rivers played a long time. He put up a lot of numbers. But, like, a lot of empty numbers. And it's a lot of games. Like, I can't count. I don't have enough hands to count how many times I watch charter games. And it's fourth quarter down by seven or less, and they're driving to tie the game and win the game. That seemed to happen too many times with them. I, but you know, my always thing, I think I tweeted this a long time ago. I said, if Phillip Rivers was on a different team, I think we would, he would get the roses. Sure. Would he? I don't, I just think or would he, he get, would. Or would he get more, would he get more scrutiny? Like if he was doing what he was doing on the giant, like let's put him on the Redskins and he was doing that. We'd be crucifying him. He'd be called a choke artist. You he think? put up four well, interceptions. He put up four interceptions last night. Oh, that ain't the first and time. They weren't exactly. That's my point. That's not the first time. Like, and I saw some little interceptions. They weren't like, oh, Cassie made great plays. Like, oh, Phillip Rivers must have sneezed. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't see the coverage. It's like, yeah, Phillip Rivers looks like he should be a Hall of Famer until you pay attention. Then you pay attention. It's like, uh. And you shouldn't go that hey, I don't know. If you yeah. ain't sure, you shouldn't be in there. Yeah, yeah I'm. A, I'm gonna have to look. Di- I'm gonna have to look dive into his numbers one day just to see everything it is that. Because uh, I, I get what you're saying as far as all his peers. You know, once you start throwing that out, he's like Dan and what? Like, he gets like seven or eight, maybe nine or ten. Uh, yeah, that's something I have to look into. But something that I did look into is that uh. The Minnesota Timberwolves at this point, point, uh, what do you call them? Point Wiggins. <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't know this was a real thing until I had texted you about it. I saw Twitter. I was like, what the hell is Point Wiggins? I thought he did something. So I said, all right, let me boot up this fire stick. And I'm watching and I'm like, they really got this motherfucker running the point. And it's working. And he seems more comfortable. I'm like, Nah, I'm not seeing this shit for real. I'm just watching. I'm like, okay. And for that little bit of the game I'm watching, they actually won. He was doing a good job. And unfortunately, I think his grandmother passed. So he's been out the last two games. I know we won last night and then we lost the night before, the two nights before. But uh, I don't know what they're going to do when he come back. It's going to be interesting to see if where they keep him. I think they said they had been doing it for two games so far, having him just run the point because I think Jeff Teague was hurt. We shall see. It's um, it's interesting in Minnesota right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I'm not buying the hype. What I'm saying is the team looked better. But Monty Jones would be ashamed of you right now. <laughs> All I'm saying is the team looked better with him running point. He seemed more uh, energized, and maybe because he had the ball in his hand, you know, maybe he because he had to make the decisions. I don't know. Because, you know, if he ain't got the ball, he's doing a lot of standing around looking. Yeah, that's always been his thing. But I'm glad he's having his renaissance. No, he's no. having a good a good couple weeks. Yeah. And all of a sudden, all all is forgiven. Oh, no. <laughs> all forgiven. Stop. Uh, I mean, point Wiggins. Because it's like, oh, he ain't a bust after all. Look, he got points. No, people going too far he's, with that. People are really going too far. points. What are y'all talking about? He's good. Y'all just hating because he's Canadian. 
that that's me. <laughs> Look, I have no dog in the hunt besides teasing you about Andrew Wiggins. It's kind of like if he's good, fine. It's been he's played for a long time, and the most you can say is like he's he has empty. It's like an empty calorie player. Mm-hmm. He just has points, inefficient score that does nothing else that you're paying a lot of money for. Absolutely. And I feel like we paying a lot of money for or we using we paying a lot of money and this is where he can be used that to be efficient. Let's keep the ball rolling. So how's it going? Things are going in Philly. 76ers. I see a lot of people want uh, your coach fired, but that's like an everyday thing. Man, they they had a rough schedule that people tend to ignore, and they was like, "Oh, the Sixers got or the Sixers got from." I'm like, no, they played a they played the majority of games on the road, and now they played the next like eight or third, you know, next nine or twelve at home, and they were losing games. They were like losing road games to good teams like two points. So no, I wasn't worried. It's like they still working the kinks out on offense. Still trying to figure out where pieces are going. And then it was dealing with, like, you know, NBA getting suspended, somebody getting hurt. You know, like the team hasn't, the whole starting five hasn't played together that much between low management, injuries, and whatever. And they're still working kinks out. They'll be fine. Like, I was watching the Cleveland game and I wouldn't even pay attention. They beat the brakes off the Cavs. Like, they played earlier in Philly and one by one and struggled when, you know, Al Horford took the day off. Everybody played and they were just too big. Like Colin Sexton can't guard Tobias Harris. <laughs> like it's too many times you run that situation where, and I told you before, if you a six two six three guard, who are you covering on the Sixers? And they got two of them. Like that's that's the problem. So they're like when their defense on point, you're not beating them. And their thing was like the defense has been good but not great at times. And all, the offense has been a ugh. that offense has been ugly. I will not lie about that. They still trying to figure out what they're trying to do. And they have a lot of pieces that look good in theory, but aren't necessarily working well together. And I think it's going to take time. And they need to figure out Ben Simmons and Embiid. Because they're good together. They're great separately. They need to be great together. And I don't know how long it's going to take or when it's going to happen. Because like Ben Simmons still like, I ain't shooting no jumpers or threes. So... We'll see. Yeah. Um, well. But I'm not worried about them because, like, they're still good. They're going to be good. Other teams, like, you know, the Clippers are struggling themselves. Nobody worry about them. Really, it's kind of like it's been the Lakers and the Celtics and then everybody else. Oh, yeah, the Lakers are. Um, yeah, they rocking and rolling. <laughs> uh, LeBron James is definitely on a mission. Uh so we'll see how that play out but it's a long season um things can happen injuries so right now you know it's looking sweet happy for all the lakers fans i guess because they are really mm-hmm. i would just say this lebron see lebron james after all this mileage and after this age still doing what he's doing becoming like you know super saiyan magic johnson is ridiculous like <sighs> I don't know how people realize how hard, like, players are usually done by this. Look at Carmelo Anthony. Like, he finally got a job with Portland, people clapping their hands. Dwayne Wade's retired. Most of the people from that draft class are done. Yeah. And LeBron's the MVP. And I can, I can just the mileage on his knees. I'm just like, bruh, 
Because I remember them uh, early Cleveland, and he was like playing like damn near what? The whole game? Mm-hmm. You gotta be like, who you know? Who he know? He had the super soldier serum? Because shit. You go to Miami. You know, everything, everything happens in Miami. Dr. Miami, as they say. <laughs> Anyway, we'll close it out there. Uh, we would not drag this show out any longer. We will be back next week. If you want to follow me on social media, you can follow me at Jeff versus the world on Twitter and Facebook. If you have any questions or comments, you can leave at Jeff versus the world at yahoo.com. And if you want to follow Shahid, you can follow him at Philly underscore drugs. Yes. And if you follow me, please, please act right. That's all I ask. (laughs) We are out. Peace.